0: Stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge.
1: Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm joined by Zach's editor, Maddie Johnson, for basically, what is our annual look now? We seem to do this one every year at the retailers during the holiday season. We, of course, have covered them numerous times at other times of the year, but we like to talk about them during holiday because it's fun. Let's just call it that. <laughs> We've all been out shopping. We've gone on Cyber Monday. We've done the Black Friday thing. So we like to do this show after some of that has happened, which we have now done. And this year though, we wanted to focus a little bit more on retailers who may still have let's how we say it, room to expand that are growing. I get this question a couple times on Twitter like Tracy, what are the ones that are kind of like the hidden the hidden gems, the hidden companies that I might not know on the retail side. So we thought we'd take a look at some of those. And while I was preparing for this, I was reminded of this story by Peter Lynch, he was the all-star mutual fund manager at Fidelity's Magellan Fund back in the 80s and 90s. So it's been a while since Peter's been on the on the stage, but he had a great track record running the Magellan Fund and he loved to buy retail chains. And part of the reason was because you could buy them when they were very small and you're getting into the growth story on a lot of those. And he once said that it could take up to decades for a chain to expand coast to coast in the United States. And this was in the 1980s and 90s before you had internet shopping or online sales. So that kind of messes up the storyline a little bit, I would say. But that was how long it could take and how long it took even like Home Depot to make its way all the way to California from Atlanta. It was like decades before they even got out there. And but we don't tend to think of it that way in our minds because everything seems to move quickly these days and there's shopping malls everywhere. So we seemingly think we have access to all these stores, right?
0: And it just happens that within the snap of a finger,
1: yeah, but it really doesn't. So it takes a while. So we did think we would look at some of these retail stories, like who maybe has expansion possibilities. We have been discovering a couple retailers recently, I feel, that I've never heard of before. (laughs) How could that be? (laughs) Retailers, I don't know. Um, And then I looked around and they do have locations in like the Chicago suburbs, but I just haven't been out there to go to one of them. Mm -hmm. So now I am going to make a journey to some of these that we're going to discuss. But some of the other ones are in other parts of the country outside of the Midwest and they haven't made it to the Midwest yet. So these are more some of the regional chains and then some are are um possible expansions outside of, say, major metropolitan areas into what they call second tier cities yeah. that there might be expansion there for some of these chains. so let's let's get right to it.. All right. Everybody's waiting to find out what we're talking about because <laughs> <laughs> it sounds kind of confusing. So, I want to talk about um, let's let's start with one of the ones that is well known, but I do think that there's plenty of expansion still left there, and that is Lululemon, which is one ticker, of my faves. I know it's ticker L U L U. They're back. I like to say they're back from the the pants disaster from a couple of years ago. They've had yeah. a couple CEOs in the meantime, but now they seemingly has have one that they're focused on. Mm-hmm. And who's in there seemingly for a while now? And you and I were just talking before this podcast that we think they're going to have a real good holiday season.
0: Um, yeah,
1: I think I'm just gonna, they're just going to—they're
0: going to just blow it out of the park. I was just telling you I was in there um, a few days ago. My local Lululemon. Yeah. Um, it was crazy busy. It was a Sunday afternoon, and granted, it was like kind of like crappy weather here in chicago so
1: what else um, is there to do what else
0: is there to do besides (laughs) shop at a lululemon right (laughs) um but right now the collection is really good for both men and women um especially for men like the the stuff right now is just really good whether it's like just like basic um sweat wicking tees yeah shorts are good um still i mean even though it's december you don't really want to wear heavy pants when you're working out no um but people were just everywhere. They had a sale rack right at the front of the store, which was like perfect, kind of left over from Black Friday. People were almost, I think, almost all of the fitting rooms were were uh, uh, filled with people trying on stuff. So, and they have um, a new skincare, quote unquote, skincare line but okay. that includes like body products, so deodorant, face wash, face cleanser, um, face moisturizer, which is kind of like just a gradual extension of their health and wellness right kind of persona so that definitely that's like a that just like makes sense for the brand yeah but they're just killing it right now i mean
1: yeah i, I feel like people don't understand the ma- the men's business like that you just laid out because it is about 20 percent of the revenue now yeah that's not small anymore no it's not just for women people right guys no, are buying it
0: guys also wear yoga pants so even if it's so at a spin class yeah um I, so I go to SoulCycle um occasionally. I need to go more.
1: I will start in January.
0: It's one of my Speaking New Year's of resolutions. Which, if
1: they were public, we could be talking about them. I know. Even though they're not totally retail per se, kind of. They
0: have a retail, like a small retail yeah, business. Small.
1: But they've been really expanding. I was surprised. There's like 90 Soul Cycles. Oh yeah. Would, okay. But are there any guys who are in the Soul Cycle class? Like, is that where is that are people actually wearing the Lulu clothes into these kind of classes in oh, addition yeah. to, they have other stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. So
0: a lot of actually the Soul SoulCycle uh, branded clothes are made by Lululemon in addition oh. to Nike. Um, okay. So it's like a great partnership. But in these classes, a lot of, so I notice a lot of the guys um, who take the spin classes wear the Lululemon compression tights. Okay. Just as I would, just as you would yeah. in like a normal spin class. So I think that's a really popular men's item. Um. In addition to a nice sweatshirt, in, in addition to a yeah. good long sleeve that you would wear out grocery shopping, right. doing normal kind of day-to-day things.
1: Yeah, their polos are really popular. I yes. know even here in our Zach Studio.
0: With guys that I didn't think would shop at Lululemon, right? If I'm being completely honest. Yeah.
1: So, um, yeah, I feel like Lulu's killing that. But what about their competitors? Let's talk about that because there's another one that's very well known, another retailer, The Gap. So people are like, man, they've been dissing on it for a while. It's super cheap right now. Lulu, by the way, is trading at 39 times. You are buying the growth there. Yes. Gap it's trading at only 11 times. You do get a 3.6% dividend now cuz Gap has fallen way down. Nobody likes the regular Gap brands, Gap, Banana Republic, Old Navy, but there's always a secret brand that they never talk about because no. it's still one of their smallest brands and it's on this it's a Lulu competitor, right?
0: Yes. So that's Athleta. Okay. Um and it's right now it's women's only. However, they have great product. So for me, when I'm shopping for my athleisure wear or my workout gear, I buy specific things at Lulu and I buy specific things at Athleta, and I feel like, but Athleta is also at a lower price point. It's still pretty it expensive, is. right? Yeah, you still kind of have to shell out ninety bucks for a pair of leggings. That's yeah. not cheap, no, right? However, at Lululemon, you can pay one eighteen. Wow, like you can okay. still get up there, yeah. Um, but so you kind of have to like figure out what at least for me, I have figured out what I like best at Athleta and what I like best at Lulu. So that's where I'm, so then I'm like what I'm spending the least at for my, for my workout gear.
1: Okay. So they have over, I know the last I looked, they had like 120 stores. They, they definitely have more than that yes, now. Yes.
0: And they're not, um, abroad. They're just in the United States. Okay. So they're in definitely major metropolitan areas. They're in the suburbs of those major me- metropolitan areas, probably in top second tier cities. So I think there's definitely room to expand. Yeah.
1: What about little. on the guys' side then? Do um, they have men's wear too? Yes. They actually
0: just announced this new f men's brand. It's called Hill City. Okay. Um, <laughs> Wonder where that name came <laughs> I, I, from. I know. don't know. Probably in a marketing board, marketing boardroom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I peaked their content or content, their product. Um, it's online only right now. They don't have any stores, but it's very reminiscent of what you find at like a Lululemon store for men. Okay. Um, good, you know, good workout stuff. They have accessories. They have good sweatshirts, uh, shirts, shorts, kind of very typical, um, same price point-ish. I feel okay. like Lululemon is still a little bit more expensive, but so they're trying to mimic what they've done for women with Athleta, yeah. what they're going to do for men with Hill City.
1: Okay. That could be a big growth story for Oh, them. absolutely. I liked Gap in the years past because of this brand, and then the rest of it hasn't been doing yeah. anything, like in I said.
0: The regular Gap has... Workout gear, it does. So you can get yes. So if you don't want to pay ninety dollars for leggings at Athleta, yeah, you can maybe go to Gap and pay fifty, yeah. But it's not the quality right. is different, yeah.
1: Uh huh. So it's one step down, yeah. Okay, so that's an idea if you're looking for someone who still has room to expand. Now on Lulu's side. They're one of the ones that's in most, if not all, major cities. Yes. But are they expanding now to the second-tier cities? How does that go? And are they are they international? They are.
0: They are international. Um, they're in the UK. They're in Europe. I think they're in France. Okay. Potentially in other countries. I know they're in Mexico. Okay. But we were talking about this earlier. So what they do when they want to expand in certain um, international countries or certain second tier cities is that they open these showrooms. So it's kind of like a pop-up and they're, and I feel like this is when they don't know if they have, if they can like make it or they don't know like the target audience. So they create these showrooms, these pop-ups with like a limited selection of their product and kind of see if it works, see if pe- the people are going to buy in El Paso, in Flagstaff, yeah. where they have showrooms right now. And if it works, then they open a full line store. Okay. Or it, like in Mexico City, this is where they have a showroom as well. Um, and if it does, perfect. Yeah. If not, maybe they move on to another city.
1: Okay. And they also, they have online sales too. So if you don't live near one, you yeah. can still get the product.
0: And they're, they're online shopping with Lululemon, I find is fantastic. Okay. Um, it's re- it's like free shipping, free returns, I think, free returns. Um, and it's just really easy to shop online with them.
1: Okay. That's a big deal big uh, deal breaker these days and they're reporting earnings actually this week as we're recording this. So if you're listening to it on the weekend, then they've already reported. So you might want to go check in there, but uh, Maddie and I are both pretty bullish on what this report is going to be. So we'll see if we're right on this one. Actually, a lot of the, the, Companies we're talking about today are all reporting just this week. It's very strange.
0: Right on the tail end of retail earnings.
1: So what does that say? We like the ones that report at the end because these are like the cutting edge ones or something? I don't know. Maybe. It's weird. Yeah. Um, Okay. So let's switch over to some of the other ones. And one of those, oh, let's go to... At-home group. Let's talk about them. This is one of the ones that I, like, quote, discovered recently. (laughs) Right. I didn't know it existed, and then I was, like, shocked to find out there's ones in the Chicago suburbs. So their ticker is HOME, H-O-M-E. They have 150 stores now in 30 states, but they do, obviously, at-home, like, accessories. Yes, the
0: other things... I Like to spend my money on besides yes. the pleasure, right? The ones where you go
1: in and you're like, I only need this one thing, I'm buying a you know, some flowers or something, and then you come out and you have like a you have tablecloth, a
0: and like, towels, <laughs> yeah. you have a
1: kitchen pan, right? Like all this other stuff. Um, so they love it and they want you to go in the stores here because it's in store only, brick and mortar, there's no online because they know that. I will be sucked in and buy other things because yeah. that's how they design these stores. Um, they also have quite a extensive Christmas selection, oh, which mm-hmm. I, I better not go in there either for that reason. But these stores are big. It's kind of bucking the trend of you know smaller is better for brick and mortar. Like these are big in the strip mall, like flagship, like so bigger big than size. than Home Goods. Yes, I believe so. Yes. So, home goods on steroids yes. is what you're saying. Yes, basically. <laughs> okay. So, home goods would be one of their competitors, Wayfair, Pier Got 1, it. like all of those are their competitors. But um, they've been competing and they are expanding pretty quickly. So, I like that. And I like that they're only in the 30 states. Um, these shares are down off their highs. A lot of the retail has kind of pulled back a little bit recently, so they're down thirteen percent off their highs or down thirteen percent year to date off the highs. They're trading at twenty two times, but they too are reporting this <laughs> week. So waiting to see kind of how they're, holiday is shaping up to be it's a little bit different this year because it seems like apparel is really hot yeah and less so on some of these other items but we'll we'll find out how they're doing but since they sell a lot of christmas items and the consumer is spending so all the data in from the cyber monday and mm. the black mm-hmm. friday weekend was up double digits from a year ago so uh, this is their spending can but you
0: shop online at home
1: at- no you have no. to go in there. Just because like their inventory is changes. So right. Constantly. Yes. It's okay. one of those where you have to discover the item. That's right. <laughs> so I have to go to one of those. Uh, maybe during this holiday season, I'm going to attempt to go to one in the Chicago suburbs here to check it out. But another one that I haven't been to, and it's shame on me because there are some in the Chicago city limits, is Five Below. That ticker is F I V E. And I was just always under the belief that this was one of the Dollar Tree type stores. That's obviously everything is $5 and below. Um, So why do I need to go in there? I already know the story, except it's geared toward kids and teens. Okay. So I didn't realize that. That's what makes it so popular. So they were only started in 2002 in Pennsylvania, but they now have 725 stores in 33 states. So that's a lot.
0: Right. That's no laughing matter.
1: Yeah. They open up in a lot of the strip malls again. Um, I don't think they're as big a stores as at Home Group at all, but um, sizable. And you can buy online because I checked that because I thought maybe they were only store only to get me to buy more $5 items. Mm -hmm. But they do have online. So it's a lot of, they have different categories, but you know, you can get toys, you can get a basketball, you can get like a lot of cool stuff. Their tagline is hot stuff, cool prices. So All right. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be working for them. But again, this is another one that's reporting this week. They had to change the reporting date because of the president Bush's funeral. Uh-oh, okay. So we're going to hear from them. Um, also a little bit later, but it's not cheap. Shares are up 52% so far this year, because this is a hot area and they're trading at 42 times. But again, we're basically focusing on the growth retailers here who has the growth, who has the expansion possibilities And Five Below is one of those. They're only in just 33 states. Think about all those states that don't have one yet. And all those (laughs) teens who need
0: toys for $5 and under. Right,
1: right. So I might check out one of these too. I feel like my nephews might might be seeing some yeah, gifts some good or something stocking from stuffers. There. exactly so yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make my way over there too. I know some of you will tweet at me like Tracy how could you have not been in a five below?
0: I've never been in a five below. I know
1: it's awful. We both have to check them out. So yes, <laughs> I'm gonna be going to one and the at home group so don't send me the tweets but Um, When I go, I'll tweet out some pictures. I like to do that. Take pictures of me outside the store (laughs) announcing that, yes, I finally gone there. So I'm going to check them out. Um, Another one I have not been to, but this is not my fault because there's not one in the Chicago area, is Ollie's Bargain Outlet. Okay. I didn't know about this one either until maybe six months, nine months ago. We have talked about it on a prior podcast because this is one of the kind of the hidden ones. They now have 300 stores, mostly on the East Coast because they too are like... Pennsylvania-oriented. What's up with Pennsylvania? I just realized.
0: Like a it's Ollie's a retail... and
1: Five Below are both, I believe, Pennsylvania-based. Um, so, yeah, stuff is going on in Pennsylvania. <laughs> a lot of good retail things happening. But Ollie's has been super hot. I tweeted it out this week because they, too, are reporting earnings. But they have what I believe is the best earnings chart this week that we're recording this. Better than Lulu, even. Better than Ulta Beauty, which is also reporting... So Ollie's, it only went IPO in 2016, I believe, but it hasn't missed on earnings yet in that period. So that's pretty darn good. Year to date shares up 66%. So it's been on fire, Mm -hmm. but flat over the last several months, just kind of been holding out near those highs, waiting for something else to either send it higher or, or not. But what I like about Ollie's is they do go in and they buy a lot of merchandise when um, other retailers go under. Remember, that's their model. So right, when Toys right, R Us right. went BK, they, they went yes. bought a ton of toys. Yes, and then we just had the Sears issues. I'm not sure what they're buying from them, but I'm sure they are. So I like that. I like that they they get these bargains. Obviously, um, it's one of those again where you have to discover the. Um, items. You kind of have to go in there. It's things you didn't know you needed kind of things Yeah. usually. Um, It's not everyday goods. So Ollie's, another interesting one. It's not cheap either. You're paying for the growth here because it is still opening those stores, but 51 times is the PE. That's That's pretty up there for me as a value investor. I know I like to buy the growth stocks and these ones with the great story, but... On this one, I might be waiting on the sidelines to see if I could get it a little bit cheaper, if, if it goes cheaper. Um, but I, I might be waiting for that one because it's a little too pricey. So, those are some of the kind of expansion names yeah. that I feel are and out there.
0: Besides Lululemon, we all, they, you know, at Home Group, Ollie's, Five Below, they all have that same type of store model, right? Yeah. the you go in, you're on you just you kind of like, Discover. It's the, it's about the discovery, it's about the hunt. Yeah, And I think that's what makes and that type of shopping, like that type of shopping method, if you will, I feel like has been so popular for the past few years now. Yes, um, and that's what made stores like TJ Maxx and uh, Home Goods and Marshalls like yeah. really popular. That's what made you um, see Nordstrom Rack you know, under the Nordstrom umbrella, um, kind of been like that stronghold for that company. And you kind of see other departments, um, creating discount arms as well, like Saks Off Fifth. Those are just sprouting out everywhere. Yeah. Good point. Um, so you kind of see, I don't know. I feel like this is a change th- in the retail. Yeah. Scheme. So department, you know, department stores, regular retailers who wouldn't normally consider creating a discount arm or a discount division maybe taking a second look because you you know people want people like discovering hidden gems they do
1: 100 percent. we like doing it in stacks and we love doing it in retail absolutely like when i go in that's why i leave with too much stuff and even if
0: it's at lululemon you have the sale rack and it's it's only two racks and even things on sale aren't that cheap however it's cheap compared to everything else in the store yeah and i don't know
1: yeah, good point. Yeah, a lot of these are like the discovering type. It's like an experience when you're in there. Right. So that's why I did check to see if Five Below had online sales because I feel like it's much more effective to go to the store there. Exactly. And that you don't want to look online. Yeah. Same way. Yeah, good point. Um, what else is happening? Anything else we should know on the retail side while I have you here? no. Um,
0: I guess, I mean, last thing, like maybe on like the grocery side, I mean, we have Aldi. Um,
1: all uh, these kind of got the similar discoverability issue too. And
0: it always has kind of a changing inventory. So you go in one Sunday for your, you know, your your random, your, your typical grocery shopping. And then the next Sunday you might find something new. So it's kind of like a, really depends on their, their sellers really, and who they're getting their inventory from. Um, but their expansion plans over the next few years is kind of crazy. Like they are set to become... I think the third biggest grocer in the country. Okay. If they like keep on the, on the right track. Um, and that's really putting Walmart and Kroger like in their sites, like in there. And what I find interesting is that whenever Aldi pops up in a certain location, if it's next to Walmart, next to Kroger, Walmart and Kroger immediately, like they have like this whole price Discount or price cutting system. They're like, okay. well, Aldi's in town. All right. right. We got to lower our prices. But Aldi's, it's just people know you can go to Aldi and you can save so much money on your groceries. Yeah. Um, and then I was also thinking about Whole Foods 365. Uh-huh. Um, they have maybe 12 stores right now. Okay. Um That's a lot. throughout the country. That is a lot. Yeah. But I feel like there's so much potential for that part of. Amazon now, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, that to make such a big impact, um, through expansion, um, because you still, it's still whole paycheck at Whole Foods. Right. Um, you and I talk about this all the time. We don't see the 10% discount for Prime members on barely anything at Whole Foods. Should
1: I complain about it on the podcast? I haven't. (laughs) I've only complained in the office and on Twitter. So every time I go and I use my Amazon Prime discount at the Whole Foods, literally the most I've ever gotten, I think it was like 45 cents one time. I say 45. Yeah. And the other times it was like 22 cents on my grapes. So I've, yeah, and I've so noticed. I stopped giving them my my yeah. code because she, she'll, she like, ask at the checkout, the cashier, and I'll be like, no, I don't get any right. savings, and so we, why bother? And
0: it's like, oh, I'll bring my bag, so, okay, I don't have to pay the seven cents here in Chicago for the bag tax. Right. Like, that's, like, the maybe the most I'll save in one trip. Or if I buy the discounted avocados or the discounted meat, it's just, like, the prices are already, like, the discounted prices have been already factored in, so you don't <laughs> – yeah. It's, But then again, it's really not that much of a difference. So you're still spending an outrageous amount of money on your groceries if you choose to shop at Whole Foods, which is fine. I get it. Right. It purposefully came here. But I still would like to see a little bit of savings yeah. in my in my total amount I, I spent. So maybe I would like to also see – I would also like to, you know, shop at a Whole Foods 365 and right? see. I feel like Chicago, that would be a great option. We have a ton of, you know
1: – yeah,
0: uh, options. And that would be a nice,
1: That was to nice... spin off to people who um, shop at a different price point. And yeah. because it is their own brands for those who don't know what 365 is, it's like their own in-house brand. Yeah, And it's one of the reasons Amazon did buy um, Whole Foods was to get the 365 because they're already making the spaghetti sauce and the yogurt and the this and the that all under the 365 brand. It is lower price points- but it still had some of that cachet. Like it'll make they make the three sixty five spaghetti sauce without the sugar in it. Like it's right. got still got that healthy, like you know, organicy type thing going on, all that, which is good for their target customer too. Just at the lower price point, and it was supposed to target millennials. Yeah, originally, but I don't know. I. A lot has gone dark since I know. since Amazon took over. We get less information now, so we don't really know what their strategy is for any of that. But, yeah, you're right. Like That could be a retailer that is expanding that most people aren't really thinking about. Um, they only think about Whole Foods and Amazon in terms of the delivering options. They don't really think about 365, so that's a good point. We'll have to yeah. keep an eye on that. But, of course, you have to buy it within the context of the bigger Amazon
0: this is very thing. true. So if
1: you're buying the stock, you gotta you gotta own all of it. You don't get to own just right. little pieces Not anymore. Right? You
0: know, can't just you know get the bookstore without getting right? Um, yeah, everything. everything. Else, yeah.
1: So. Okay. So that's we'll keep an eye on the uh, food side of retail because there is a lot going on there. There are still the other competitors to Whole Foods like Sprouts. They're out there, and um, nobody's gone under yet. After right. the Amazon yeah, acquisition, yeah. everybody I know assumed they, that stock
0: book took a big hit. Yeah, when that was announced. Yeah,
1: so yeah, maybe we should do an episode on the on the supermarket soon and talk about everything else going on with that because the Aldi thing is really interesting too. Aldi, by the way, is not publicly traded. So it's not.
0: It's um, can't get that. It's private, and it actually so there's Aldi sued and there's Aldi Nord, and there's like they are owned by the like two brothers. Okay, um, and they're based in Europe. So I always forget which one, Aldi Sud or Aldi Nord expanded in into the U.S. Okay, um,
1: one I, of them. I think owns it's the Trader Joe's. Yes, though, right. I
0: believe it's Aldi Sud, and I believe okay. Aldi Sud, Aldi South, yeah, um, bought Trader Joe's twenty five years ago. Okay, so yeah, Trader Joe's is actually under the Aldi umbrella. So that's why, if you're a Trader Joe's shopper, if you're an Aldi shopper, you'll Kind you'll notice the similarities between the yeah. two where there's no really name brand f- brands right <laughs> name name brand products but you'll like sometimes randomly see like tide at aldi oh. or like um dawn soap at aldi okay but, but i feel like that's because they'll get like a a good deal to like put it on the shelf yeah but that's but it's really nothing you don't get like Right, there's um, no Campbell's soup. There's no Campbell's soup. Maybe right. you'll get Honey Nut Cheerios, but that's kind okay. of the, that's like the extent of it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I have always said if Trader Joe's would ever do IPO, I would be interested in that oh, one. Yeah. Because that's again, that's like a discoverability one. Oh, like you right. you end up buying more whenever you go in there, and you like discovering. Oh, they have this new product. That or, freezer aisle, man. Yeah. Yeah, there's something about it. Okay. Well, we know it works on us. I know. Retailers. Food
0: and (laughs) F-Leisure. Yeah.
1: They could be targeting us based on this (laughs) podcast. Okay. So let's uh, uh, re-look at the stocks you can buy here on the retail side. So we had five below. F-I-V-E is the ticker there. Lululemon is L-U-L-U. Gap is G-P-S. And then we had Ollie's Bargain. The outlet, that's O-L-L-I, and at home group is home, H-O-M-E. And just a warning, depending on when you're listening to this episode, uh, some, if not almost all of these companies, are reporting this week except Gap. So um, keep that in mind when you're listening and then when you go to check the stock because some things might have changed for good and bad with some of these companies. But these are the ones that we feel have growth stories and things good some good things are going on here so you might want to take a look and as always you want to make sure you get all of our podcasts here at Zach's. we have the market edge on both apple Podcasts and we're on soundcloud so be sure to subscribe to get everything and tune in because we're, we're going to be bringing you stock picks all this uh, month and into the end of the year. And this is when we go over all of our, you know, stocks to buy for 2019 and all of that. So you don't want to miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe and I'll see you again next week with some more stocks.